only podcast where every week we police the mean streets of the internet because hey somebody's got to do it and then we let you be the judge the jury and the executioner in the court of public opinion coming to you live from neo chicago i'm officer kevin and i'm officer grant i'm realizing as i'm looking down to the street below and people can't people that are driving through the intersection right now can look up and see us because i've looked up at my own room from the intersection and i know that they can see us and i'd I'd love to know what's going through people's heads when they're stopped at that red light and they're looking up and they see you <laughs> gesturing wildly with a gun in your hand. A squirt gun. A squirt gun, but from, you know, a hundred yards away. How can you tell? <laughs> you know, they're kind of doing like a Good Morning America thing out there. Like, oh, they're, they're doing thought cops out there. You know, they're waving to us. I'm waving my gun around yeah, up here. they got signs down yeah. there. They're trying to get in the camera. There is no camera, Yeah, folks. and there's no Al Roker either. <laughs> Go away. Uh, How you doing, Grant? I'm good. Let's give a thank you to our guest from last week, Martin Felschman. <laughs> and let's give a warm welcome to a returning champion to the show. That's right, folks. We got Leslie Lee back in the house. How are you, Leslie? How the hell uh, are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm very happy to be here. Um, I was very excited when you sent me the DM asking me to come back on because I love my time here on Thought Cops. I had a wonderful time, and I'm just happy to be back here. I oh, appreciate great to you hear. saying that. With the only cops who aren't bastards. That's right. That's that is pro- at this point. I can't think of any other cop-based media that isn't us that is good. <laughs> wouldn't it, wouldn't it have been bad if like we were doing this and like we like were the literal definition of bastards? Like I mean, <laughs> I, we're, I'm a good guy. I just don't oh, have you know. Man. I don't have a father. You know. Fuck. Oh man, uh, Leslie, you're, you're you're staying busy during all this. You've been plugging away with your own podcast, Struggle Session, which you co-host with a former guest of the show as well, Jack Allison. If you can talk a little bit about that, uh, yes. Brief correction: I am the host. He is the co-host. But yes, oh, my Struggle mistake. Session. Yeah, well, I, I I make sure to correct people every single uh, time. The fan, <laughs> no, the fans like good, to hear. Yeah. The fans like to hear. You don't want to have uh, misinformation but, out there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we. Uh, have a podcast where we just talk about uh, movies, music, pop culture from a left political perspective where the politics and the behind the scenes create creative stuff, which Jack has been involved with in Hollywood and where that meets, you know, like uh, philosophy and critique and theory and all this other stuff. We kind of mix it all in, just try to have a good time talking about superhero movies and horror <laughs> yeah. movies and comic books and all that good stuff. 
I feel like that's all of those things that you said, like, I, I'd relate to it heavily because I feel like anytime you sort of talk about, about a lot of those things from a political slant, that people are, are always sort of like, eh, like, oh, do you have to put politics in everything? And everyone's already putting politics in everything. They'll and do like, it for you. Yeah, they'll do it for you. And like the yes. amalgamation <laughs> of like making a case for, you know, like a different perspective of thought through like talking about a lot of these things i mean a lot of times i feel like we try and do that on this show like maybe maybe not to the fullest extent that we do but it is one of those things where it's like yeah like we do have to be sort of engaged with some of these topics and they do you know it sort of go to a larger sort of broader worldview of like how what everybody thinks about as stupid as it is to fucking debate mr potato head and shit like that it is like you got to do it because otherwise who's going to be doing it? Just only Ben Shapiro. I don't want that. (laughs) Exactly. 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 That's kind of why we started the show because we wanted to be able to talk about, because we live in, you know, a homophobic, transphobic, transphobic, sexist, racist society. And all the cultural products we love are products of that same culture, that same society. And they're all going to have these elements to it and you know the thing during the Obama era was going back and saying oh that such and such old media has this problematic joke it's bad we don't like it anymore and we try to take a different stance we say no we can acknowledge the issues with this without you know def- uh, being dishonest about it and still enjoy the yeah, stuff yeah, you just have right. to have your brain on when you're watching stuff and that's, and that's all we're really trying to do and there's not so that's been a lot we- man <laughs> turn my brain on I don't want to do that I mean, that's typically like, I I mean, I really respect that because I do feel that, I mean, there's no room for nuance with any of these discussions anymore. And yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, people, you you said that happened in the Obama era, but I still see like a lot of that on Twitter. And I'm glad that more people are just being like, hey, you know, honest if something is bad, but there's like certain aspects that, you know, may not have held up in a certain regard, but they come from a different time, whatever. You know, there's a whole lot to You don't discount the entirety of it, but it is just part of, it's just like, like talking about anything you know i i don't know that's just yeah that's that's conversation for you folks that's how it happens you talk about <laughs> yeah. things and discourse uh, <laughs> discourse conversation that's... one-on-one here on thought cops i know a lot of people must listen to the show to uh you know figure out how to talk right. maybe i don't know let us know uh leave us a voicemail try it out give us a practice run anyway uh yeah you've also like you said you mentioned your uh co-host jack allison who has uh he's left twitter since we last talked to him, do you feel that that has affected your show in any like subtle ways or not so subtle ways? I mean, the real reason like I'm on Twitter is just to post a link to my show, right? Like, I, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> like that's more or <laughs> yeah. less it. And, you know, I guess with Jack less engaged, that does mean less eyes on those links. But, you know, it's his mental health is his choice. And we, I still can, sure. uh, his, um, his uh, wife, uh, Kate Raft, uh, is still on Twitter and she uses the account and post links and stuff. So oh, that's, that's really right. it. Yeah. I mean, that's really it. I mean, I guess he's not going to gain any new followers or go viral or make a big thing again, most likely. But, uh, you know, that's I mean, that's just how it is. Like, you know, if I if I really cared enough, I could, I don't know, run, do more with the struggle session uh, fucking Twitter account, but then that's just like more fucking work I'm doing for free on the Twitter website, and that's the reason why Jack quit. He didn't want to do free work for them anymore. So, yeah, I, I applaud him for his sense. decision. Have no complaints. True. 
I've been seeing uh, you pop up on a number of different things that I sort of like regularly, maybe not like watch regularly because I feel like I don't watch anything regularly. I just I, I have like a schizophrenic mindset that just grabs onto like the next thing and just like, you know, maybe schizophrenic isn't the right word. Maybe it's uh, ADHD. <laughs> yeah, I, some, I, I feel like there's yeah. a lot of things sort of knocking around, but I, I saw that you were on a you were doing like one of Katie Halper's shows, I think was pretty cool, too, which Almost feels like it's sort of a tie-in. What was it? Cancel court? Oh yeah, we did. We, uh, she uh, posted a clip. So I, I co-host um, Katie's show every Thursday night, actually. And oh. um, we, we, uh, we, she keeps asking me, and I guess it's a, it's a thing now because Katie's so good at branding stuff. So she asked me every week, like, who's been canceled this week? Uh, so because it, it started, we were talking about Gina Carano, and then it moved. Uh, to yeah, us. I forget we did last week, um, but yeah, we just each week we were kind of talking Happy about different few, people I who think. got canceled. Pep, maybe Pepe Le Pew, maybe. Um, I, I remember the, the last one is one, like, just regular person. Oh, it was the Teen Vogue editor that got hired and then got fired for old tweets. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or we, withdrew their application for old tweets. So we judge whether the person actually was canceled or not, um, whether oh, okay. the cancel and whether the cancellation was fair. Interesting good idea for a show yeah because i used to watch uh for for a time i was watching her and matt taibbi's show um and i I remember like seeing your face pop up and i was like oh shit no way i didn't know that you guys were like doing stuff together and stuff yeah Um, yeah katie has a real good thing going on uh youtube she has like she gets like up to like ten thousand people a night uh sometimes for hours and hours uh on end she's just been plugging away at it uh for the past several months hell yeah that's awesome I love to see people uh, experiencing growth during the time of COVID. You know, it's it's not easy, but right. if you can make it happen, you know, by all means, yeah. props to you. Speaking of uh, props to ourselves, though, Grant, we got a little bit of show news. You're holding uh, a prop right now. It's I a am. squirt gun. Again, a fake gun for those right. at home. I'm not waving around an actual I did want to mention <laughs> that there are podcasters that do uh, podcasts with actual uh guns uh braces so if you're uh if you uh want that you know check out true or not <laughs> i gonna say yeah that, that's gotta be yeah i mean just the the thrill i wonder how that has to affect your performance you know well i'm i'm much like uh what like steven crowder i think every show he does now he's wearing like the the fucking uh conceal carry oh yeah i always oh, like, yeah he's like, he wears it He's, he's always like trying like to Nathan look like Drake the, from Uncharted. Yeah, Nathan Drake, exactly. He's trying to look like the Uncharted guy. He, he yeah, it's very strange. Like that's a very 2007 move to try to look like Nathan Drake. Like he, being generous is like 2007. Like to try yeah. looking. I don't know what's going on with him. Well, I don't I'm think dressed, anybody. <laughs> I'm dressed the exact same as he is right now. I got my hair slicked back and oh, yeah. what, whatever. I don't. I don't care. Can confirm, folks. <laughs> uh, but we got a, we got some show news of our own. We finally released another episode of our bonus show, Fire Bros, in which we uh, decide to burn or save different pieces of media. Uh, this month, we did the Netflix documentary, The Last Dance, about the Chicago Bulls. We did the video game, Bug Fables. We did the uh, Netflix movie, Death to 2020. And we did the documentary, Tickled. So check that out. A lot of variety of topics in that one. Uh, a lot of fun to record. 
Uh, just $2 a month, you get that episode and every single other episode. We're going to be doing those uh, more regularly. I want to start tossing on some extra stuff of my yeah, own yeah. from the my own personal backlog of content. Give you guys some goodies for waiting so long and we'll get back on this regularly. So we appreciate the support and the patience and we do love you. Uh, if you want to go ahead and follow us on Twitch, we're over at twitch.tv slash thoughtcops every Wednesday night and Sunday night from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. And it's like I always say, Grant, if you don't live in that time zone, do the math. I do live in the time zone. I don't know why you tell me so frequently, but I'm I'm here listening. I know you and I do. Yes, we are in the yeah. same time zone. I just right. wanted to, for those of you, oh, I just for the, the do, listeners. Yes, yeah, yes. No, I get it. And to you, just in case you forgot. Okay. But yeah, we, uh, we did a... Uh, tier ranking stream on sunday me and nico with the c ranked every single seinfeld character which i was very glad to see that template on the uh tier ranking website that was a lot of fun uh, uh you're continuing top oh i mean uh, we ended up it, it was a very top heavy list there's a lot of uh, <laughs> a, s class yeah. and a class characters um it reminds me of when uh, we ranked all the Mario games and like you just put all of them in S. <laughs> well, I guess I should ask who's the who was at the bottom. Uh, let's see here. I um, did it, you? I don't think you F tiered anybody. F tier was like for characters I didn't immediately recognize, and they were like uh, smaller yeah. ones. I'm trying to see here. Like some of the ones at the bottom was like one of like one of Elaine's bosses. Um, not Mister Pitt. But one of the other, I forget his name. He worked at like Pendant Publishing. Yeah, I, yeah. He's down at oh. the bottom. I don't give it uh, rat's ass. Um, people yeah. were there was actually a lot of controversy because I ranked uh, uh, Jay Peterman as a B rank, and people were freaking oh. the fuck out. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. And I said, I said, I find him slightly overrated, and they were like, "Who are you rating these characters with outside <laughs> of this stream?" Right. I don't know. His shtick is just, you know, you they see Where it. It does. It wear. can sort of overstay its welcome. I feel like it. Is, he is one of the more over the top characters consistently on the show. Yeah, similar to uh, Kramer's uh, attorney. Yeah, where do I have him at? Yeah, uh, I feel like certain characters on that show. It's like you can sort of. Uh, you have certain characters that are more sort of like a, like a Monet, like an impressionist, and then you have like like he's like a jack pollock character he just like just throw the fucking paint bucket at the wall like just oh uh, you know elaine i'm going on another event like yeah okay yeah. we know the shtick <laughs> classic yeah. peterman anyway uh if that strikes your fancy go ahead and give us a follow over twitch.tv slash thought cops where do we rank next who knows give us some suggestions uh that reminds me actually uh we're gonna start linking the discord in the show description because for some reason we haven't been doing that so if you're listening on any podcast app or whatever streaming service basically probably the only way you are listening to this scroll down and uh head on over to our discord if you're not in there it's a lot of fun maybe you'll end up in the discord news if you're lucky maybe it's exciting anyway moving along to a very famous very favorite segment of the show two minutes of hate where we like to blanket punish all that annoying random crap that we see on the internet every single day because we are addicted. It's a real thing. And uh, it's like you said, uh, Leslie, it's not always the best for our mental health. But uh, for those of us who do have to, uh, you know, take the bullet and make that content, you know, we do it gracefully. And here we are. So my two minutes of hate this week. This is actually going to be a lead in to the big story of the episode. Uh, my two minutes of hate this week is the phrase Twitter's main character of the day, 
Leslie, you're familiar with this, right? You must have seen yes. this terminology and then even some of the characters who have sort of fall into that category. We should we should tier rank oh. the Twitter main characters <laughs> of the day. Just just imagining That's the worst idea I've ever had. Imagining spending my evening in my apartment doing that. Like <laughs> just wondering where the years went. Uh so I don't know. It's just I like by and large, I uh, I actually hate the stuff. Like I know we talk about right. it for the show, but God, it's like some of the stuff I can't believe catches on the way it is. And I know I'm doing a lot of foreshadowing here, but like what we're going to talk about later, I couldn't believe how much I saw this. You can't have, like, if you were on Twitter at all the past week, you could not avoid this. Even if you didn't know the whole story, you had to have known some passing glance at this uh, Twitter's main character of the day, uh, at least one of the main characters of the day from this past week. So, well, and you always learn it. To to uh, do a callback to a previous episode, there is like an iceberg theory to it, where <laughs> you see uh. you see like the you see the main story and you're like it couldn't like okay this is it and then you see like the story underneath the story and you're like whoa this is pretty deep and then you see like the 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 tertiary and quadriary stories and you're just like how much more information can I possibly take in. From this one individual, and there's it's just nonstop. And by the, the way, well all, goes all the way down. All that information, highly useful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it contextualizes a lot of stuff. So Twitter's main character of the day, I, I would punish these folks. You know, I'll just give some examples here as a lead-in before we get to the big one. Uh, oh. If you remember some of these classics, such as Bagel Boss, Glue Girl, Bean Dad. I should read these as the Smash Brothers announcer voice. <laughs> Go for Bagel it. Bagel Boss, Glue Girl, Bean Dad, Curvy Wife Guy. <laughs> if you're familiar with these characters, uh, go ahead and uh, you're playing you're playing a Smash Brothers interpretation of uh, Twitter, which is um, you know obviously Re- got to be about- it's basically regular Twitter. Yeah, so just hit the random button. Start a match. You, you you spawn on the map as Bagel Boss or whoever. Just run off the side. Just just run off the side. Kill yourself in Smash Bros. <laughs> anyway, uh, Leslie, did you have a two minutes of hate for us? Anything you want to get off your chest? Yeah, and this is might actually be the main character of uh, today, and that is the uh, sent- the sentient uh, murder bot over at Amazon has learned how to post oh, right. now and is now like. Getting into posting wars with like Elizabeth Warren and representatives, uh, trying to basically gaslight people into thinking that the Amazon workers don't have to pee in bottles because they're under surveillance by this, the same AI that's making these posts. Uh, this is, you know, Am from I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream come to life and now it's here and it has a blue check mark. Jesus, uh, what a God. And during the 2020s with a bang, right? Jesus Christ. All ha- hey, I just want to say all hail our robotic overlords. Um, oh, see, see, you, 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 you see, you've read the, uh, what, what, what do you call it? The, was it Cerebr- uh, Cerberus uh, Manifesto or whatever they call it, where, the, where um, the gamble is that if we will eventually be taken over by AI, you should get it on record that you love robots, uh, just in case, just as a, a, like, uh, it's the same, is a, a theological term, um, 
to where you should believe in whichever God you think is would punish you the most <laughs> uh, for not believing in them. It reminds me of the the scene with uh, the good, bad, and the ugly, where uh, the the guy with no name and uh, his uh, whatever, whatever his sidekick slash uh, nemesis in the movie, uh, when he's like, "Oh, what what color are their coats out there in, in the battle?" and he's like, uh, "Gray," and he's like, "Oh, we love the Confederacy." <laughs> Great movie. If you haven't seen, if you haven't seen that movie, come on, come on. Good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. All right. There's people that haven't seen it, and come on, come on. But yeah, I, I've, I feel like, in terms of, yeah, the dynamic between the main character and like this Amazon news, that that's that's the account, right? The Amazon news. Yes. It, Amazon news feels like the main boss of Twitter. I feel insane saying that out loud, but like, you're right though. I've been seeing so many of those tweets and it's like making my blood boil. Like, yeah, there was some, I can't remember which representative uh, tweeted something and they, their response was like, you don't actually believe the peeing in bottles story, do you? And it's like, yes, you put out a memo about it. Like, (laughs) are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, like uh, uh, Rocco's basket with someone in the chat as is the the philosophical theory about worshiping the AI just in case. Uh, just to see, because the thing is, like, there's nothing we can do to actually cancel this main character, right? It's the biggest company in the world's Twitter account. Anything that they've posted has already been approved by the only people that they that ever needs to hire whoever this person is. Like, there's no thing there's no recourse you know on twitter or anything else you can yell at this ai as much as you want they're just going to keep posting like they have the ult like amazon has that you know ultimate level of control where like other a lot of other companies their pr people they make a hot tweet they can get fired I don't think that's ever going to happen to the Amazon PR company. I think they're being very, you know, strident with their language. Uh, deliberately, I think they want to be provocative and combative. De- deliberately, they want, you know, this attention to stir this controversy and to get their message uh, out there aggressively. Absolutely. I mean, I, I feel like on this show, we talk so much about like the concept of you do this sort of happy, good, happy, feel good marketing of the the nineties, you know, like the the oh, everybody's drinking Coca Cola on the rooftop, and they're all singing a song about how the world is. We're all together. That doesn't work anymore. You know how you make the news and you trend and you go through all this shit to like bring attention to your brand is you piss a lot of fucking people off, and like there's a point where it's just like. It's it's fucking working. Like you said, there's no there's no recourse. Like what what do we do? It's it's literal. it's fucking Lavos from Chrono Trigger. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking yeah. earlier too. Just like a timeless, faceless, nameless just existence that like what what do you do? It's the most powerful creature of all time. I got a punishment, Leslie. We have to Leslie. defeat it before I, it gets too big. Unless unless you had your own punishment, Leslie, I do have one I can add. Oh, please. I was going to say, tying it back into the theme of video games, um, if this, you said it's the final boss, right? Yeah, it's Lavos, man. Right, or I'm thinking even Master Hand. So we're talking about Twitter's main character of the day, Smash Brothers. You know, you do a a classic mode run on very hard. You play as Bagel Boss, three stock, (laughs) get to the end, uh, defeat the Amazon news bot. 
and uh, you know, unlock some goodies. And um, I guess that's about it. I think someone needs to hack that account. However, you do that, I have no idea. How. I think, I I think no it will be Bagel Boss. I, and, I do believe he's. <laughs> and someone needs to, yeah, post some incriminating shit and get it banned off Twitter. I mean, it's it's insane to think that like what they're doing with this shit. It's absolutely. And you see, that's the thing, too. A bot can't send a dick pic to an intern. (laughs) Yes. So it's undefeatable. Truly. Um, My two minutes of hate. um, This comes at a good time, too, uh, talking about cancel court and whatnot. But um, this has been on the list for me for a while. And I, I feel like it took some of the things we've talked about the past couple weeks in order to sort of bring it out of me to fully sort of comprehend what it is I'm talking about. But people's use of the phrase cancel culture as just a catch all for everything that they don't like. For context, my dad is like 75 years old. He uses the word communism for everything he doesn't like. Like uh, the, the president is a communist and uh, the CEO of some company is a communist and the new sandwich at Arby's communist. The, I swear to God, everything's a communist. Everything's commie, this commie, that blah, blah, blah. I like cancel culture to me. Like, I feel like this is the new sort of like red wave of a red scare or whatever you want to call it of the, the fucking everything is, oh, they canceled. They canceled Dr. Seuss. Like what? <laughs> they didn't can they made a conscious decision not to print those books. They canceled. They canceled Gina Carino. They didn't cancel her. They Disney fight like no it, it it's just getting to the point where it's like, what are we even what are we talking about anymore? Like what's what words just use the words instead of like dumbing down your language and just saying blank equals cancel, you know. A boycott is cancel. Uh, uh, they form a union. It's a cancel. It's it's just like <laughs> just say, oh, Disney fired this actress, and I think that that's bad. You could just say that. You could say why you think that. But I feel like there's this weird sort of distillation into like just these these terms that people throw around so flagrantly that there's like zero substance to anything. And it's just diluting people's ability to even think about things to such like a ridiculous degree that it just it to me, it just feels like we're not talking about anything at all. You know, Grant, back in my day, getting canceled meant uh, getting your show pulled from Fox after three seasons and getting revived on Adult Swim to a cult audience. Right. And like that's I think the etymology is like, oh, well, uh, the Roseanne's show, you know, we canceled Roseanne. I sort of understand that within that context, but now people just use it for every. It's a catch-all for anything I don't like equals cancel. Anything that's bad equals cancel culture. You bring up counterexamples of, oh, you know, there was the war on Christmas, and you're, you're saying all this stuff about boycott Starbucks or whatever. Is yeah. that a cancel? I guess no, they cancel doesn't, Christmas doesn't matter. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, Justice Leslie, is there? Is there like? Uh, <laughs> yes. Is there like how? To what degree do you feel like I'm? sort of on point with this you know uh you being a higher up in the courts and everything like 
Oh no, we uh, we've already there is precedent on this on our struggle session episode Thank God. on on castle culture from maybe a couple of years ago. Now we said the big problem is that absolutely every single person has a different definition of what cancel means. Right, um, you can be canceled by some people and not by others. You know, at the same time, right? Like you can just be canceled and in certain small ways to certain demographics. So it's a very complicated thing and it means a bunch of different things and no one really has any agreement on it. And most of the arguing is really people who don't even disagree about like, like the actual issue. Like do most people think you should get fired for telling a bad joke 10 years ago? No, most people don't really feel that way. But if you didn't say, well, maybe this person was supposed to be, you know, a bigwig supervisor. And guess what? They actually have no experience at this job and they should probably shouldn't be hired anyway. Then you might say, all right, well, fuck them anyway. (laughs) Like, who cares Mm -hmm. about like, well, this is a fine. And that's what happened with the, um, the, the team, team vote, vote, thing, vote right? gatherer, like they weren't trying, to, like that they, like if if that was somebody that they respected internal hire that the workers respected and wanted to see on the top of a magazine, they probably would have found a way to live with the tweets that they made when they were a teenager. But the problem was that this was a person who had no experience. This was someone brought in by corporate to just dropped in who's never been an editor before. And of course, they're going to dig into her, her past and mention other things. But what they've been saying is like, it's not just the tweets that were the issue. That was just one thing. Of the all the other things that happen, but then but that story doesn't get told. Instead, it just gets told as this black, even this black woke black woman got canceled for old tweets that she made when she was a teenager. When that's not really like truly what happened, but that like good luck convincing anyone of that, right? And yeah, I I just I feel like the that's really sort of the the crux of all of it is it's just like. It just takes that everything you just said and it just boils down to just these two words and you say those two words and it's just like it it blows up any level like because people hate cancel culture. They uh, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people, you know, a lot of people think it's complete bullshit. It it's one of those things where, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many different facets, so many different things people use to describe. And I feel like if they would just take the time to describe those things that the conclusions would be way different, but since you Not can just happen. say Dr. Seuss got canceled, people get <laughs> furious. You know, I mean, it's been that way forever. Like just like buzzwords and everything. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. That's and just the, I, the big I, one now. Yeah, yeah. And I do feel like it's it's a a very useful tool. Uh, it's you know when you're when you're playing Chrono Trigger and you update your weapon, it's a it's an incredibly useful tool to have to just be able to do that and just say. You know, I'm Ben Shapiro. This is the Ben Shapiro show. Uh, this cancel culture shit is ludicrous. And people are like, you're right. Yeah, no, it's bad. I, I don't think that they should get fired. And it's, again, like using some of these platforms and stuff to advocate to advocate for like common sense reactions to some of the shit that's going on in the news. It's just like, you know, how how do you compete with just everybody thinks that that's already bad, but this guy's scoring points because he's using the buzzword that everybody hates that buzzword yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, they're they're doing the fear-mongering about it like cancel culture is coming for you next if you don't do something about it and that yeah you mentioned Grant, that it's a lot like the red scare you know yeah um 
Okay. You I, know, for I a while, they were using struggle session as the scary word. That, that this is like a struggle session. Uh, not great for our SEO, sadly enough. Yeah, but, uh, I, yeah we get that. I'm glad they've moved on to cancel culture. Oh, that's true. I, I do feel like the the reuse and reappropriation of like uh, thought cops in that sense is sort of like us trying to sort of take some of those concepts back a little bit, you know, because everything was always for such a long time like, oh, the outrage culture, the outrage mob. Uh, who's going to police your thoughts now? You know, the uh, the thought police are coming for you. You're you're convicted of wrong think. And it's just like and we were just like, sure, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. You oh, who's who's going to police the thoughts of the internet? Us. Welcome to Thought Cops. Uh my punishment is we cancel cancel culture. We just get rid of it. It's done. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know it was so simple. A real ouroboros of problems. A real lavos of problems. Anyway, moving on, if you haven't listened to Thought Cops before, every week we investigate the internet's outrage-inducing news stories, and then we sentence each perpetrator to a cruel and often quite unusual punishment. So let's talk about that big whopper of a story this week that everybody just can't get enough of. I'm talking about, uh, and like this is going to age poorly in however many weeks or days, uh, we're talking about the cinnamon toast sh- shrimp tail guy. <laughs> The cinnamon <laughs> toast shrimp tail guy. Our new main character. And no, Carr. I'm not having a stroke. Uh, that's what the uh, that's what it is. Yes, the guy's name is Jensen Carp. Uh, the New York Post uh, headline here is: "His internet turns on Jensen Carp, manipulative shrimp tail serial man." Now, I may be wondering, like, why why is he getting canceled? What's is that gone too far? No, it's not. Um, so let's just break down the whole series of events. So this guy, Jensen Carp, he posts a picture where he's like, hey, I opened my box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and uh, yeah, it turns out there was some shrimp tails in the box. And everybody's like, ew, gross, because you know, you're, you don't want to see that when you're sitting down with a big bowl of milk and cereal, a, a shrimp tail for crying out loud. Right. No, thank you. So, of course, nobody really questions this. Uh, they take it at face value and they say, that's it. I am boycotting Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Or what is it? <laughs> they po- canceled it- Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I can't believe it. Is it post? Yeah, cereal? and it lost all, uh, General Mills, which General owns Mills. Uh, Cinnamon Toast, Cross- Toast Crunch, lost uh, millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, perhaps, uh, in the, in the, because of this. Isn't isn't it great how the economy just like oh someone <laughs> makes a fake tweet and like they just ta- they lose millions over just like an obvious like fake image like isn't that great that that's the bedrock of american <laughs> economics yeah so very the sensible. one thing the one thing about the image though is it does look somewhat convincing you have to admit the it looks sh- like he coated it in like the cinnamon yeah, sugar yeah the, the shrimp tails look like they've been compressed and packaged and they're covered in you know the, the same seasoning or shrimp or whatever not seasoning the same cinnamon yeah. that's on the uh the toast crunch as it were and uh, yeah, like he was, uh, you know, blowing up General Mills's uh, Twitter, basically. But like, yeah, this is really oo- this is a big oof, guys. Uh, <laughs> real gross, not going to lie. So it's been this whole thing where people found out that apparently this guy's like been trying to go viral for a long time. Yeah, and also like he is a um, I don't know he has a he has a blue check mark on Twitter, and I'm not 100 percent sure why. I'm honestly like 
kind of learning about this on the fly myself, but he is married to uh, Boy Meets World star Danielle Fischel, who uh, was Topanga on Boy Meets World. So this guy's not just some random, you know, dude. No, he's not he's, a random guy. He's like a Hollywood guy. He's a Hollywood yeah. guy. He's like a producer of stuff. And he's been trying to go viral for a while. He's always trying to get stuff produced. And people started being pretty skeptical of it because a lot of people have worked with Jensen Carp and to almost to a person, everyone thinks he's at least a liar at least a pathological liar and then like some much worse stuff much darker stuff uh, came out as well so yeah. a- apparently and yeah well and before we get to that though i'm actually finding out right now that he used to be a child rapper named hot carl <laughs> <laughs> what uh so then anyway, he's he's on Twitter. He's posting his way through this whole thing. And then General Mills is like, oh, if you can wait a few hours, we'll send a representative to your house to assess the situation. He's like, oh, I don't have three hours because it's when you're on the world stage and everybody's ho- like holding you up. And even though their arms are shaking and you're going to fall any second, you know, they're all, you know, he, he's saying, yeah, I don't have three hours to sit around and wait for you to come to my house and inspect my shrimp tails. <laughs> so he's, yeah, he's giving him the runaround. Yeah, he's uh, very obviously. Yeah, he's he's using his platform for evil and uh, ne'er doing well. So yeah, like I said, the whole thing, you know, more and more details about this guy are coming out, and then um, yeah, it turns out he's a milkshake duck. Uh, which yeah, of course, he he got, and it's like this could not have gone any other way, right? He got me tooed by what dozens of women, I believe. Yeah, like immediately. That he was abusive and all these relationships and everything, all these, you know, hor- like horrible stories were coming out about this guy. And it's just, I mean, this is, I mean, the quintessential, I hate to use the term again, but Twitter's main character of the day. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're going to look at the logic here and follow those rules, like he fits every single fucking yeah. archetype of like how this these stories go and i think that's why it popped off so much and it's it's almost like i don't want it's either like divine intervention or it was just extremely cold and calculated every movement every movement every plan for years has been all leading to this like this guy you know using you know like you said grant people just say and do whatever they want bad news good news it's all yeah. I mean, we're talking about him, you know? Yeah. I mean, they, granted, but, that's what we do every week, but still, other people are too who don't do a podcast about this right. stuff. Right. They could be monetizing that. Sorry, Leslie. Uh, you were going to say something. Yeah. It, the thing is, like, the layers started, the first peel back layer were just the puns that people were making, right? Because they fight, because I saw the shrimp making the rounds, but I didn't notice who it was. I would have done a double take because it was this guy named Jensen Carp. Uh, which who I heard and knew that most of people I know hate him, but like people just started making jokes about, oh, his last name is Carp, and oh, he's married to Topanga. Oh, isn't this interesting? So it wasn't a, uh, it was like a reverse milkshake duck, and then it fell off a cliff. Yeah. Like, like people <laughs> oh, learned man. stuff that was amusing and interesting about this guy, and then like he got to bask in that limelight for a bit, where people were taking his side. People, he was getting, he did get what he wanted out of it before it was taken taken away 
way, which I think is even more uh, poetic. Uh, when, like he, he really did get that moment in the spotlight and he was like, wow, the coast is clear. None of the many, many people in my professional and personal life who hate my guts for uh, every, you know, valid reason have decided that today is the day that they're going to speak out and say something like, wow, I've done it. I've finally gone viral. And then it all started started to uh, crumble. I'm seeing like there's even statements from people who used to work with on like projects who say that he's stolen intellectual property. Yes. Yes. He, he's a big uh, IP thief. And this is, and just to put that in context, that's like, say you're a low level, like improv comedian, right? You're doing all these free shows for UCB and shit. You're trying to get off. You're trying to get popping. You're trying to do something. You come up with some ideas and you know, while you're coming up with those ideas, there's always these other people who have a foot in the door in Hollywood. that are around. And he mm. is one of the people who will take those ideas from those low level comedians, steal oh them and then pitch them to actual executives, actually sell them, actually make the money. And he's done this uh, more than once. Uh, hey, Jensen Carp, if you're listening, the show's ours, man. Don't take it. <laughs> yeah, man. Come on. Yeah. That's, th- yeah. Yeah. The thing I wanted to make clear is like he's not stealing from like other similar level Hollywood people. We're not talking about all Topangas here, right? He's not stealing show <laughs> right. ideas from Urkel. You know, he's stealing show ideas from people you've never heard of and never will hear of because when they had their shot, uh, Jason Carp took it. I think I, I remember, uh, a while ago, I think uh, Jack Allison actually sort of like uncovered this and got some heat for it. I think this is like the origin of the the, the Michael Shea debacle was that like some of this stuff is written in and to, to what degree he's involved with this. I'm not 100% sure, you know, like I again, I don't really know who Jensen Karp is. I'm just more or less learning him up, learning about him through this show. But uh, the thing with like the the SNL like hiring stuff like when you when you apply to like audition for SNL and they have like a clause in their um they have a clause in their contract that's like anything you put out now we could technically have the intellectual property rights too even if we don't hire you for the show like just now anything that you tweet or anything any videos you put out we could just legally take that isn't and, that what uh, Jack signed, was putting out? He like yeah, he kind yeah. of exposed this whole thing. Like yeah, yeah. And that's people. that's where like the Michael Shea started attacking him and stuff like that. And there was that back and forth. But like, I feel like that's just a very prevalent thing now. Is just like anybody that is trying to do anything, it's like either you sign your rights away or you don't, and you get fucked over anyway. Yeah, you know? like you yeah. just have nobody has any sway unless you're backed by some of these giant institutions that control everything and frankly fucking suck you know (laughs) yeah exactly and they you know support people like uh jensen carp but the people were uh some of the people that he screwed over over the years were able to uh speak up and kind of take this moment away from him thankfully i mean and it's one of those things where it's probably a long time coming too because like if he's made a habit of this and people know that he's known for the like like Kevin, you were saying, like it, it's gonna, it's a calculated move. He's trying to do it. it. Everything he's ever done in his entire life has led him up to this point. That's how we got a job in Hollywood. Yeah, 
it's how he got a job. But, um, you know, I'm looking at this wheel of punishments over here and I'm seeing this monkey's paw. And this is this is a, a classic monkey's paw scenario. Like you were saying, Leslie, like he got what he wanted, but he didn't really get it how he wanted it. Apparently, you know, his, his wish came true, but he should be maybe a little more careful what he wished for. I do love I want to read here the original tweet because I'm like just looking at it now. Uh, so he says, um, at CTC squares, which I guess is the Twitter account <laughs> right, yeah, person, yeah. Ms. Hoach Grunch. He goes, um, C- at CT, squ- C- yeah, excuse me, at CTC squares. Why are there shrimp tails in my cereal? And in parentheses, this is not a bit. <laughs> oh, oh, it's not. Okay. Stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's not funny. This is ridiculous. This is just Wow. And and the thing is, it's um, so he's still trying to post through it, right? But the thing is, like you, it's not just a funny thing when you're talking when you're messing with like a publicly traded company with mm-hmm. you know millions, billions on the line that you're costing them, and it's like they could sue him for everything he's worth um, right. if he's not really willing to. Uh, to you know play uh go along with their investigation which he is refusing to do he and they're like saying we're gonna get like they're taking it very seriously and they're sending him he's posting the emails that they're sending him about how i you know how they're they're saying we're giving this time to give us the box we need to investigate this product tampering we need the opportunity to investigate the packaging they're using that sort of corporate language and he's just kind of refusing and I don't know. I, it does not look like it's going to end well for him. I think he just wants it to kind of go away, but I don't know if that might that'll, that'll happen. Yeah. I do know he he did mention also like by the way there was like rat poop in there too, which that was no. like that was like secondary. No, there's no, there's not. That was he's like there's oh, not. So yeah, there's poop in there, but more importantly, shrimp tails. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, because he, anytime companies invoke that level of direct corporate speak to like reach out to they're they're doing that in order to like abscond from any level of like legal liability you know like if i was him like you were saying leslie i would be pretty worried that like if they're reaching out to you they're making these attempts and stuff like that they're gonna turn that around bring that all to court and tell a judge like hey we did our due diligence. We we reached out to him. We said all this stuff. We sent all these forms. Yes. We did this. We did this. We did everything by the book. We made sure proper protocol was in order. And he refused. So we are, you know, there's no on defense in right. court. Like you, yeah. like you can't just say, well, I judge. I told them, no, I didn't want to. Okay. He I may have just found one of the worst tweets of all time posted by him just a few days ago. He all said. Right. I have learned that my wife and I were not on your 2021 bingo cards. Who's his wife? Oh, Topanga. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> we're not. On, we were not on your bingo cards. <sighs> Shut the fuck up. I this guy. This guy like reeks of like pure evil energy. <laughs> <laughs> just like he's like every two minute of hate we've ever done balled <laughs> into one just amorphous blob. It's like I look at the picture of him and it's just like I imagine it's like what like nuns feel like when they look at a picture of like a big red devil like oh <laughs> mon dios yeah exactly that's what i said when i looked at it 
Um, Io Blaze Runner in the chat says, uh, he said he was going to get it DNA tested or something. I don't think he wants to back out of this, but I mean, like, do you think he's actually going to get it DNA tested or do you think he's just saying that just to, I mean, like what, what's going to happen? What's going to come as a result of this DNA test for a shrimp tail? Yeah, I'm just like, imagining like the guy, like he's, <laughs> he's like with like armed bodyguards who are escorting him into like slabs. <laughs> yeah, and the weird thing is, like, if this is the case, like he's not like some anti corporate crusader, you know? He's not like part of like no label or whatever. He's not right. like in ad busters, you know? Like he, like <laughs> this guy, he, like, why is he refusing to work with them? Why wouldn't he give them the box? It doesn't make any sense for this guy. Uh, who who this person is to be able to, f- to refuse to be like no I'm not giving you the box I'm not letting you see in the box I'm gonna get DNA tested independently that makes no sense that makes no sense for him to do that <sighs> so he linked to a whole a whole ass inside edition article here uh, about this alleged DNA test I don't know what. A- are two guys in lab coats going to come out and at the same time turn <laughs> two different keys at the same time? Is that what we're planning on? Is that what's going to happen? Uh, I don't know. And again, think of all the time you would have saved not knowing about this. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks thanks to our new patrons for the week. Yeah. And it's like most, you didn't need to know about this. The Twitter main character is a function of Twitter now. I've, I've been saying for years that they invent these people. Now, Jason Carp is someone who's been around for a while, but I think most of these main characters, just the bizarre weirdos with these weird opinions that draw attention to themselves. It's just like they just come from nowhere. They all have exactly 4,300 followers. They all yeah, yeah. are fucking associate <laughs> professors at some junior <laughs> college somewhere. They all like it, like, crumble into a puddle of tears the second someone like sends them a, a negative message but they all end up becoming the twitter main character because they like make some spirit defense of like eugenics on a random <laughs> thursday for some reason and they don't understand <laughs> yeah, why yeah. anyone at all would even push back on them it makes no it happens every time it makes no sense is twitter has to be inventing these people because real people like this don't exist real people who are on Twitter know how to use Twitter well enough not to become the main character. I also feel like there's just so much insanity nowadays that I yeah, I I do feel to a certain level just jokerified by so much of it. Just like just yeah, fuck it. Like just whatever. Like everybody's insane. Let me just like put me in the prison with everybody else. We'll all be insane together. Like that's how I feel regarding any of this. Just like, yeah, no, everything's fucked. Let's just enjoy the fuckery. Like, why not? It's it's fucking it's making everybody unhappy. Why not just be happy with how unhappy we all are? <laughs> he says here, I'm happy. To, you. <laughs> yeah, he says, I'm happy to report a carcinol- uh, carcinologist, a crustacean researcher that works at NHMLA is going to morphologically identify the shrimp using microscopy. And he will work with a team of researchers to use DNA to try and identify the putative shrimp down to the species. This is happening in all caps. <laughs> How old is this guy? 41, 42? This is- I'm just, I'm picturing them hiring like George Costanza, who's pretending to be a marine biologist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is so much more work oh than God. giving them the box. Like, what is his purpose now? Like, like that just does, if, if, 
the only like sensible, reasonable take to have is, and based on his behavioral characteristics. And I do want to mention that I am a mind hunter officially. I've listened to the audiobooks of three John Douglas books who invented mind hunting. So I do, I can get into the mind of these sickos and I can say that <laughs> he is spiraling right now. The lies just get bigger the closer they get to being caught. They don't think rationally about this stuff. They don't think, obviously, everyone knows I'm lying. Obviously, I can't double down. They say, no. Like, obviously, they think, obviously, I can get out of this. Obviously, if I keep telling lies, I, I, I will somehow, some way come out on the other side of this. So, don't expect his behavior to get more rational. Just expect his lies to get bigger and bolder. He's like Walter White, but instead of cooking meth, it's <laughs> hiding shrimp tails in cereal boxes. And like, I, I hate to invoke, here we go. We're going to go full lib on this one. I hate to invoke the, the orange one's name, but like Donald Trump got away with pathologically lying for like four <laughs> years and like was never taken to task on it. Like he just like, he'd be like, oh, I, I uh, didn't make fun of that uh, one handicap reporter. And people are like, here's a video of you doing it. And he'd be like, I didn't do that. And like. You couldn't do anything about it. And I feel like there's so many people that are like of that same sort of nature of like they're just pathological liars and they they see like that example and they're just like, yeah, like, why the fuck should I have to fess up to literally anything? What's the utility in pro like apologizing or saying that I'm wrong or sort of like backing off, backing down like this guy got to be the president doing what I'm doing. I should just keep doing it. I saw an ad for a fucking political candidate that in Nevada, like, uh, I can't, I don't even fucking know the guy's name. And he ran for Congress in Nevada and he lost badly. And he, like his criminal record was brought up and it's him and his family. And he's talking very monotonally. And then he runs for Congress in Texas. And he's like, yeehaw, everybody, uh, just got done with the rodeo. Can't, I can't believe that they're trying to have men in women's restrooms. We gonna get rid of that. And it's like, how the fuck? Do people buy this shit? This man is running for a congressional seat and he's just he's pretending to have a Texas accent and he's he's in rodeo clothes with a big fucking 10 gallon <laughs> hat on shooting his guns at the ground so fucking fervishly that he's levitating. That's a that's an expert move too. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I do feel like there's there's a part in like maybe just American culture as a whole or whatever the fuck that it's just like, yeah, you can get away with it. Just keep doing it. Like, just double down. You might become the president one day. Who fucking knows? Carp 2032. <laughs> <laughs> Calling it now. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have these like cool down moments on the show where it's just like, yeah. Oh, boy. Whatever. I agree with like probably about 75% of all of that. Anyway, punishment time. Yeah. You mentioned the monkey's paw. Well, I think he's already gotten the monkey's paw. He's done I think, that to himself. Well, considering he's a milkshake duck, I think that he should everything. I, if he drinks a milkshake, it should have shrimp tails in it. Anything he eats from now on has shrimp tails in it. Everything he drinks from now on, everything has milkshakes in it. Everything is milkshake. It's like the Midas touch, has, but for shrimp tails. Yes, the Midas touch, yes. the, the shrimp tail touch. That should be one of the things on here besides one of the fucking... Oh, that's a good one. Okay, I'm I'm taking notes. I'm writing that down. Midas touch. Fuck, that's, that's brilliant. How come we've never done that before? It only took us 
206 206 episodes and we finally got a new punishment there you go folks um should we stick with the topic of twitter because uh the unofficial mayor of twitter chrissy Teigen, oh as as a friend of the show anime serbia pointed out nobody's ever referred to her as that but uh the unofficial mayor kidding somebody actually called her that yeah (laughs) what the fuck the unofficial mayor of twitter Who's the official mayor? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, hold on. Um, Twitter.com slash mayor. Uh, Accounts locked. Well, fuck. Um, Chrissy Teigen quit Twitter. Um, Cancel culture, man. (laughs) (laughs) How are we feeling about this? I don't, I don't, I'll be honest. I don't know how to feel about it. I, I don't really care. I don't know. I I do feel. I mean, we again. We've talked about her a few times on the show. Where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, she's kind of cringy. But I do kind of think that some of the, I don't know, some of it got a a little personal on a level that maybe you didn't need to go to. Well, I was seeing people were bringing up the fact that like, so she had you know a miscarriage and stuff right, like that. Right. People were like re- responding to some of her tweets that are about nothing with just like pictures of aborted fetuses to be like, ha ha ha, look at this and it. It's one of those things like I was talking about last week with the, uh, you know, champ chief kid that like, um, exactly it's what like I was thinking of, maybe yeah. we should just be a little bit nicer to people sometimes. I mean, like, by all means, criticize people when they're fucking wrong. And especially some of these millionaires and billionaires, like they probably fucking deserve it. And like, you know, may- maybe come back down to our level a little bit. But also like that's that's a person. You know, yeah, it's like it's embarrassing when she says that stuff about like I just threw up my thirtieth pair of AirPods, and it's like, isn't that relatable, guys? It's like, no, not really. Yeah, um, I'm dying out here. (laughs) Healthcare, please. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, there's a lot of like, I mean, there's yeah, there's more she could be doing. I, you know, I suppose on you know some level, more we all could be doing. Yeah, well, I mean, especially her, she has a fucking ton of money. So right, well, yeah. But I, yeah, I mean, I don't know, Leslie. I'm sure you got some thoughts about her. Well, you know, I, I did appreciate that she did follow me, but I feel like ultimately, <laughs> yeah. like she could have been like a poster that people liked. She chose to like buck the system. She chose to post about the buying the new AirPods, and when people got mad at it, instead of thinking, okay, maybe I should think more carefully about what I post, she uh, she doubled down and went with more of that stuff. She and telling more of those little rich people anecdotes, and then chastising people. Uh, and actually said at one point, "Well, you know, yeah, I, I." Not everything I post is going to be relatable to you because I'm rich. Yeah, yeah. So why don't you just unfollow me if you have a problem with him? Like, that is not the lane that any human being should ever try to be in, even the rich person. Uh, so right. that was very strange, especially since she and her husband promote themselves as being like all about, you know, social justice and stuff and down with Black Lives Matter and this and that. They like, why do they refuse to have any sort of class consciousness? Why does she follow people like me and so many other regular like socialists and leftists, but not like other absorb anything or like listen to anybody like it's so strange because other rich people use twitter but they just don't end up in these situations like nobody was really coming for her people really generally just liked her a lot Uh, she was like very just a a, like very well-liked person but she chose 
how to be a she chose a way to be online that people didn't like that rubbed people the wrong way and she knew it and then kept going and then like got to this point where it's like yeah you won't have a good time if you're an ultra rich person posting ultra rich person uh, thoughts and stuff with no real right. consideration yeah. for the global pandemic and the economic downturn that's happening. Like you have to be thoughtful about this stuff. This is the same thing that happened with Gal Gadot, uh, with the Imagine video with, well, with all those celebrities who did that yeah. Imagine video where people were like actually no, fuck you. Like, yes, that would have been fine a few years ago, but it's not now. You can either adapt or you can take your ball home and then, uh, and uh, you, can, you can take your uh, ball home and go. And that's what Chrissy Teigen did. And I'm really disappointed in her because I respected her a little bit as a poster. And she had, this isn't like, like some people got really nasty towards her about her miscarriage and stuff, but this mm-hmm. whole arc was not, you know, this was not something that she was out of control of. She had control over how this turned out and it could have been really positive for her, but she chose to zig when she, when everyone was telling her to zag. And now she had, was at the point where she basically did have to quit because she couldn't use the site like she wanted to, which, you know, it was to her credit, she was able to use it like that for a while. You know, she was able Mm -hmm. to be kind of a regular person on the website I was going to say, I remember that. I remember like her account was like somewhat entertaining at one point. People yeah. seemed to like it. I Nobody remember she used to post about like it. Animal Crossing and everybody's like, yeah, oh, she's just yeah. like me, you know? Yeah. Exactly. yeah. I, I, there was like, I think there was like one point in the last like few years where there was like some, I think the first time I ever really thought about it was like some big account that was like, or some like whatever post went around a lot. I was like, who the fuck is Chrissy Teigen? <laughs> and I was like, that's a good question. And then I feel like after that is when all this other like weird crazy shit started to happen with her and she yeah. she zagged or zigged or whatever the bad one was yeah uh, but she put a thing out here um or i guess like what was her last post before yeah these she were went- her last couple she says hey over, over 10 years you guys have been my world i honestly owe so much to this world we created here i truly considered so much uh so many of you my actual friends uh it's a parasocial relationship lady maybe you should back off a little bit uh, we're not your friends um you're not you're not relatable, remember. But it's time for me to say goodbye. This no longer serves me as positively as it serves me negatively. And I think uh, that's the right time to call something. My life goal is to make people happy. Uh, the pain I feel when I don't is too much for me. I've always uh, portrayed... I've always been portrayed as the strong clapback girl, but I'm just not. My desire to be liked and fear of pissing people off has made me somebody you didn't sign up for and a different human than I started out here as well. Live well, tweeters. Uh, uh, please know all all I ever cared about was you. And uh, yeah, there's there's a level to that that is sort of like, I don't know, I, I get it. But her, her whole thing of my desire to be liked and fear of pissing people off is just like, but you can piss the right people off. And like Leslie was saying, like, use your platform a little more proactively and like actually listen to people because like, I don't know, this growing divide between, you know, like what you would consider the upper crust of society and just, you know, the the lower um, uh, tomato sauce, I guess, uh, 
I'm hungry. Uh, was, the, the, yeah. the, the difference between the two, like, you know, the upper class and the lower class is just becoming more and more apparent and to like feed into that. And again, like, well, pushing for like some level of like progressive politics and stuff like that, like to do that at the same time, but not listen to, you know, um, like people with their actual fucking concerns and like to write it off. Like I, I can't exactly fully remember. I feel like she was one of the people that was sort of like writing off a lot of the quote Bernie bros. And oh it's yeah. Just she like, definitely did. Definitely. Yeah. Did. And it's like, I'd see some of those videos of like, you know, the, the one guy that, that uh was at the Bernie rally the one time who was just like, I'm an army vet. I don't, I'm, suffering from a rare condition i'm going to die i might as well kill myself like and like bernie like talked to him consoled him talked to him afterwards etc etc but like a lot of that shit is just like man like this stuff it it's not just like fun and games and posting it's like this stuff has serious consequences on people and for you to like just write all that off just like oh it's just this toxic you know misogyny of the bernie bro culture it's like yeah, and there's a lot of people that are dying that want health care. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you're writing them off. That's, like, that feels bad. You don't listen to them. Like, you should engage with that. And, you should use uh, yeah. your platform to, like, bolster some of those voices, maybe. And again, that comes to, like, the central theme of the episode is there's no room for nuance. Right. At least in the general you're Just a Bernie sphere. bro. Like, okay, whatever. Fine. Well, I'll say this because, you know, even if you have righteous politics, you're going to get a lot of crap online. But there, I think there's a reason why someone like Susan Sarandon seems so unbothered because she is so firm in her beliefs and her understandings and her positions that it doesn't really matter to have all these jackasses like talk shit about her right. and i think chrissy teigen as she's making quite clear like she does take this criticism to heart but she doesn't really do anything with it other than feel sorry for herself like she knows people who are mad or have a point but she can't really do she doesn't really she doesn't have it within her i guess to kind of try and change this or fix it so it just makes her feel miserable so yeah i guess it is the right move for her to just get off you know, I see some people in the chat here uh, just repeating the phrase healthcare, please, or posting the little wrinkle yeah. uh, Wojak guy. Yeah. I think that's a good punishment. Uh, we all get Tegan care. Uh, we get <laughs> Chrissy Tegan redistributes her wealth and we all use it to get healthcare. Hey, I'm I'm for that. For I, I think that was a punishment for Elon Musk. I think when I brought Elon Musk in as a two minutes of hate is that we just re- we redistribute only his money. It's like in River City Ransom when you beat up a bad guy and they just turn into a bunch of coins. Uh, Except this... when you when you make someone delete their Twitter account, it just turns into a bunch of scattered <laughs> coins and we all get to go to the doctor. Anyway, let's get to... I got one last story I want to talk about before yeah. we wrap things up as well. Uh, the list went up on Twitter this week. Uh, top 10 jobs that kids want. There was a survey of uh, kids asking what kind of jobs they want. So I saw this like circulating around um like what whatever day this was circulating around I saw a number of different people posting it um I tossed it in the chat uh if anybody wants to look at it I don't know what the source for this was Yeah I like, guess there's no like citation at the bottom of it or anything it's just, unless it's cropped out or something but it's just a list that anybody could have made Which if it is cropped out that's awfully suspicious right. you know but anyway it, I'll we'll talk about it purely for the fact that people are talking about it on Twitter this right. week, whether or not it has any uh, water or merit to it. 
Um, so the list goes, uh, it's a top 10 list. Top number one. I'll just, yeah, I'll just start from the top. Uh, one is YouTuber, 34.2%. Two is blogger slash vlogger, 18.1%. Number three, musician slash singer, 16%. Number four, actor, 15%. Number five, filmmaker, excuse me, filmmaker, 13%. Six, doctor or nurse, Doctor spelled D O C T U R. <laughs> Which again, what the, where the fuck is this from? I don't know, but it was circulating like fucking wild, and I think the discourse around it's more interesting than yeah, the actual number seven list. is TV presenter. I don't know what that Dick is. Clark. That's I, I, the only what the fuck? I can think of. Kids love Dick Clark's <laughs> legacy. Uh, eight athlete or teacher is a tie. Uh, number nine is writer, and number ten is lawyer. Lawyer. Uh. Yeah. Oh boy. What do you think about this list, Leslie? Is it buggy that there's not podcast around here? <laughs> uh I think nothing on this list. This is one thing trend I saw that I was just like, I don't care about that at all. That's like uh yeah. that's like a nightly news nugget, which yes, should la- yes. which should have a five minute shelf life, but because it's on being distributed online it has like a three-day shelf life plus yeah and the most i saw this like reposted and quote retweeted or whatever on twitter a lot this past week and everybody's responses are for the most part were like oh so depressing oh kids these days and it's like how the hell is this any different than it's been for like back in the fucking 70s like number (laughs) one was probably rock star or some shit you know rock star yeah yeah i mean it's not that different it just they have youtube on here because youtube didn't exist back then if it did i'm sure it would have been quite popular right i saw i first of all the the two things i can sort of pull out of this is one the the people that were complaining about this the most were all like professional YouTubers. That was the number one source I saw for all of this stuff. It's just like, man, kids these days sure are dumb. And it's like, you do that job. <laughs> you have 500,000 subscribers on your YouTube channel. You make ad money and sell ads and have a Patreon. That's your job. You don't yeah, want I, anybody else to have this. Like, is that yeah. what it is? Like, they just don't want the market to be flooded. Like, it can only be me. <laughs> yeah, there can only be one. Um, and the the second thing that I've seen is people like there were a bunch of people that were sort of trying to like you know pick me this, which they were like nobody. Uh, how come kids nowadays like we're this is why we're losing to China. No kid nowadays wants to become like a molecular bioengineer and like the first response i saw under that was like kids don't know what that is what no coal miner kids don't know what a fucking they don't know what a bioengineer is like that's, that's a problem, not a Grant. thing that's, that's just thrown around like that's a thing that you learn in like high school or college where you're like oh i could maybe possibly do this like this sort of interests me i'm good at like you know, I'm good at biology. I'm good at chemistry. Maybe I could do some sort of job and I'll work for Pfizer or whatever the fuck. Like, and even like they could be watching and following YouTube accounts that talk about that stuff <laughs> and it gets them interested in doing that. Yeah. Uh, Kids say the darndest things, don't they? Yeah, they do. Anyway, I don't know if this is a real list or not. I don't I, I don't even care. I mean, I, 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 whatever lists like this have existed and they will continue to exist. And it, it doesn't. Like, how many kids are like, I want to grow up and be a dinosaur? Like, it doesn't make kids are stupid. <laughs> Just leave them alone. Yeah. yeah. I would have picked that. See, that would have been depressing. Number one, dinosaur. Oh, it's 
generation. I mean, when I was growing up, I think when I was like four, I wanted to be a Power Ranger. When I was five, I wanted to be a firefighter because I realized that was a job. When I was like seven, I was like, I want to be a writer and I'd write like little short stories. It's just like, yeah. And then I was in high school and I was like, I could make money playing music. And now I'm making money doing a podcast. It doesn't matter. Like, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? The, the money is fake. Nothing matters. And yeah, I, think I don't have anything. You, you mentioned people were just going on about like, you know, using the, the China boogeyman. As a, yeah. It's like, I, I don't know. Just let the kids be happy. That's my punishment. Just let the kids be happy, whatever. Like, oh, yeah, you're going to get rich and famous. Uh, you got your YouTube channel talking about toys and stuff. That's go ahead. You know, you maybe can do that and also have a job. Yeah, I do. I do, too. I do have a YouTube toy channel. No, I'm just <laughs> Um. anyway. <coughs> excuse me. Let's move along to uh, Key to the City, which is something nice, yeah. something positive, something swell that we saw this past week or whenever the hell. Uh, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, my key to the city this week goes to Scott the Waz on YouTube. Uh, are you familiar with this guy, uh, Leslie? Scott the Waz? No, I don't think so. He's a younger guy. I think he's like 22 or 23. He does these uh, like video essays on like video games on YouTube. And I know there's like a million of those and they're a dime a dozen. But I've been watching this guy for like about a year now. I just kind of stumbled on his channel and i it's one of those things where it's like it's one of the rare things that's gotten me like excited during the quarantine when it's like oh there's a new scott video and it's always like just watching him grow in the past year like his production like value like his humor his timing his pacing like he's gotten so good at what he does he just one of those guys who like he knows himself really well he's very humble and he just he just does the damn job you know and it's like you see someone like that and he's like, yeah, he's like only 22, 23 years old. He's got a bright future out of him. And I, you know, he's just been putting out some really impressive videos. And it's always about like kind of like niche topics that are interesting to him. And then whoever else is, you know, stumbles onto it or might find it interesting too. So uh, he gets my key to the city this week. Cool. Uh, Leslie, you see anything cool recently? Want to give a key to the city too? Yes, uh, something uh, very cool. This is a key to the city to Di- Diana Prince, aka Darcy the Mail Girl, uh, actress, uh, adult actress, and horror vixen. You see her currently on uh, Shutter TV, uh, The Last Drive-In with uh, Joe Bob, um, and she is cur- She just started a Patreon because Joe Bob Briggs, uh, who've you? Seen seen on TNT late night movies for decades and decades he gave her all his old videotapes he has archived basically <clears throat> everything he's done and she's basically going through the archives and uploading everything so it's like real kind of interesting stuff little clips uh, there's like a, a uncensored version of like a clip from Chucky when he did like a promotional appearance on Monster Vision oh, cool. late night. Uh, there's all these little interviews with these horror greats and horror actors. Uh, it was just a really fun uh, stuff that she's doing and really, uh, you know, pretty decent uh, quality for VHS. So she has a Patreon. Uh, so I think her handle on Twitter is kinky underscore horror and she has a patreon page uh that's patreon.com slash darcy the male girl and you can find uh that out where she's restoring all this uh lost uh, footage from uh joe bob briggs yeah we're looking at that now it's that pretty sounds cool. awesome that's awesome yeah it's like a little um 
nice little showcase. Little time capsule. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, my key to the city this week goes to, uh, I couldn't think of one. So off the top of my head, uh, I've been following this guy on Instagram and now on TikTok. Um, and, uh, we've been talking about it in the hashtag lifts channel in the discord, but, uh, knees over toes guy. Uh, apparently if, if you have any sort of knee pain of any sort, uh, he has a bunch of like sort of interesting videos that I've been sort of taking apart and trying to learn from um with certain like exercises and shit like that uh but and like he does more than just that but i guess that's his main sort of shtick and because i'm interested in you know the the lifting stuff and whatnot uh you know check check his channel out just type in knees over toes guy you'll find it right away he's the only guy with that name good for all those who are working out at home need a little bit of extra guidance yeah. there's a, hey there's, and, there's a content for that there's, and, an, there's yeah. an app for that and he does have like a lot of body weight stuff that you can do at home too and like it's it's interesting because he's doing stuff that i don't see a lot of people do at least in the way like he'll utilize certain exercises but in different ways that i've seen people utilize them before and i feel like anytime i see that it's like oh there's maybe something a little more to that than I can learn from, you know? So check him out. I think his name's Ben Patrick, knees over toes guy. He could also be full of shit too, but there's a couple things that I've seen in there that seem at least legitimate and utilizable. And, you know, like Bruce Lee said, you know, uh, take what's useful and just throw the rest out. If it's useless, get rid of it. You don't need it. Moving on to our Thought Cops Word of the Week. Uh, This week's Word of the Week is Lobi. Uh, typically it's uh, used for a low level character in an MMORPG but more commonly these days used to uh, describe somebody with a uh, low level of followers on Twitter damn that's me that's me I want to become the main character yeah <laughs> hey, we got to start as a low B somewhere uh. anyway before we get to our final segment of the show which is our listener voicemails uh, Leslie if you could plug everything you got man uh, yeah, just check me out on Struggle Session, uh, patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus, S-E-S-H dot plus. Awesome. And uh, you said your Twitter handle and everything? Oh, that's not important. Just check out the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you'll find it, folks. If you need to, you'll find it. The truth is out there. Uh, let's give a quick thank you to our patrons this week. Uh, if you want to support the show, go ahead and head over to patreon.com slash thoughtcops. Get all the extra bonus content I mentioned earlier and more. You can hang out in the live chat and uh, send us articles about the shri- uh, shrimp tail guy that we might have missed. Uh, let's give a quick thank you to our, our new patrons this week, uh, Starlet Alpha and Dr. Peppercorn. Thank you. Anyway, if you want to support the show, like I said, head us, uh, give us a few bucks over there. And if you want to leave your own voicemail, give us a call, uh, 312-788-7361. Or you can always send us an audio file to thoughtcopspodcast at gmail.com. Hit it. This is the Discord News for this week, bringing you all the news worth reporting from the virtual streets of Neo-Chicago. In hashtag the food network, Kevin dropped a tweet about new sauce matchups coming out from a brand soon, sparking an argument about sauces, proving there's nothing we won't argue about. In hashtag lifts, an argument led to everyone calling everyone else gay. Everyone was making like graphs and charts and stuff with it too. It was interesting. In hashtag outrage, there was a very long discussion about, I don't even know.
In hashtag key to the city, Starlet Alpha complained about a guy not locking the stall while taking a shit, which started a discussion about the merits of closed versus open door pooping in public restrooms. Sneed posting in hashtag loonybin devolved into Yu-Gi-Oh talk as everyone took a heavy dose of nostalgia. In the hashtag normie safe space, 688 attack sub has been posting his dog. Very good. <laughs> a scandal rocked the sports world last week as the Boston Crabs fans <laughs> invaded other teams to steal their best players no. and league no. organizers allowed it. No. After the Canada Moist Talkers took the championship <laughs> no. in season 14, the league is going on a two-week siesta, but we will continue to report on this when it starts back up. Don't. No, you won't. Shout out to our newest <laughs> Discord member, June Bat. Thanks for joining. Oh, this <laughs> week's Discord news has We're been presented to you by Spicy Joseph and IO Blaze Runner. I don't know why that's so funny of him just like <laughs> like singling out new people. <laughs> because we just started doing that. Because of the Patreon thing? Yeah. Oh, I th- they're, they're copying that's what he's us. doing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they're uh, learning and then replicating, and then soon they're going to be doing the show before we do it. <laughs> I'm flattered. I'll say that. Yeah. It's up, Plops. It's Brandon Kirkman. I saw you guys were having Leslie on. Big uh, struggle session fan here. Uh, I instantly had this idea for this question because I was thinking about Aaron Clopper's episode where you guys uh, read the Avengers at the storming of the Capitol, which was uh, very funny to me. So I want to ask you all specifically, <laughs> Leslie, too. What what Avenger or Marvel MCU character would definitely be storming the Capitol? Like, uh, just to make this a little bit harder... Uh, you have to avoid mentioning Star Lord, as, you know, as acted by Chris Pratt, because that's an obvious choice. So that's off the table. No. <laughs> you need to pick someone else other than the obvious choice, which is Chris Pratt, uh, yes. who probably was storming the Capitol. Anyways, <laughs> you all have a good time. Dark shows. <laughs> he does this every single voicemail. <laughs> oh well, thank you so, I, so much for that uh, shout out for. Uh, struggle session you know it's a fairly easy question um i mean i thought that he was going to say you couldn't say the punisher uh because that seems like the obvious example to me that just jumps right out at me like if i'm thinking of anybody who's going to be like a you know a a a guy who would end up in one of the groups that you know storm the capital it would be punisher i would like to think best case scenario punisher would go there and be like Take my fucking logo off your trucks. <laughs> um, or maybe you could. I know you're uh, you're more of a DC guy, aren't you, Leslie? Yes, I am more of a DC guy. And in who, that case, who from the Snyder Cut? Who would be there? Oh, from the Snyder Cut, who would be there? Huh. Kind of a difficult one, I think, because none of them really see. Like, definitely not Cyborg, obviously. Even Batman seems to be a kind of move. He's, he wants to be more liberal. Maybe he was, maybe Snyder's Batman started out as a, he's probably played a lot of golf with Trump, but since he's met Superman, <laughs> he's kind of gotten better. Oh, I think probably, uh, Commissioner Gordon probably. He seems like, mm. he seems pretty uptight. He seems like a fairly uptight and conservative Gordon. And Gert Gordon is generally yeah. a fairly conservative character. And he's a cop, so yeah, you know, yeah. we know how many of those were there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. I was thinking of uh, someone shared an image on Twitter that I saw, which I guess it's from the Batman animated series. I never remember it being this racy, but I who was the, I think it was a Frank Miller drawing, and it was like this 
I, I don't know the name of the character, but it was a woman who had breasts and her nipples were covered up by swastikas. Oh, oh yeah, that, I saw that screenshot too. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Oh, that's uh, from The Dark Knight Returns. That's uh, the Joker's, uh, her his last girlfriend before he uh. ends up going in prison. I think her name's uh, Bruno. Yeah, yeah, that, oh, wow. yeah, Bru- yeah. That, that's Bruno, a character invented by uh, Grant Morris, uh, by uh, by Frank Miller uh, for yeah. that story. Um, pretty like, yeah, pretty uh, messed up character. Not pro Nazi, not a pro Nazi uh, character, by the way. She just is a Nazi and a villain. Just to clarify oh. that. Well. I mean, I, my answer would be Joker her, I canceled guess. for dating Nazi. <laughs> oh, no, we did. Ten we years canceled ago. canceled Joker. Yeah. I can't well, believe it. Well, if anything, like, I feel like a lot of, like, new Joker fans might be upset, might be, you know, a little bit hurt about this. Because it's one thing to be, like, a sadistic, you know, sex murderer. But it's another thing to be a racist, too. <laughs> Great news, fellas. Chrissy Teigen is fucking dead. Jesus Christ! In, in Minecraft, thank you. That's I think the shortest voicemail she's ever left. I, I think so. I'm I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm speechless. Day forty three. <laughs> everything I open in my pantry, everything I get from the store, every time I open it up, it's nothing but fucking shrimp. I'm drinking a bottle of water. It was a clear bottle of water. <laughs> Opening it up. Fucking shrimp tail. <laughs> I almost did a spit take. <laughs> I guess the the Midas touch really worked. Yeah. It was quick turnaround. God, yeah. It's like people were like, yeah, they're going to talk about this for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you learn who the main characters for each week are pretty quickly if you spend enough time on Twitter. All right, what's going on, guys? I hope you're all doing well. Doing so well. my two minutes of hate this week is racing game developers because for some reason they all think it's a good idea to ruin their games by like making, <clears throat> sorry, by make, <clears throat> sorry, <laughs> by making the other drivers in the same car as you faster than you <laughs> for no apparent reason, or making it so that the other drivers don't follow the same in-game laws of physics um yeah and it ruins the games and i hate it because i love video games and they make it very hard for me to love them <sighs> god damn it um so my punishment for these people for these developers is um they get to sit in a race car with a professional driver but the professional driver is remote controlling the vehicle and crashes it into a concrete wall all right. <laughs> All right, then. I mean, that is sort of a aggravating aspect of game design where it's like, same car, same modifications, same everything. Why is he faster than me? I don't get it. I remember people would complain about that with Mario Kart 64, the rubber band effect. When you'd, oh, like, when yeah, you'd be like, yeah. oh, the computers, would, they, they would not, like, you could never, like, lap them and they could never go, like, too far behind you right. so they would speed them up and stuff. Right, but yeah. you could get completely fucked over and yeah. it just wouldn't matter. Yeah, yeah the one side of rubber banding always sucks, yeah. Hey man, real gamers, you know, if they're good enough, it doesn't matter if there's a rubber band. You just go fast. <laughs> like like Sonic. Hey Thought Cops, Lars Thinny Fantano here. My two minutes what? of hate goes out what? to steak Nazis. 
And just to preface this, I, I don't like well done steak. I think it doesn't like, taste as like good. And if I'm going to spend double digits to get a steak, it's confusing these days. Uh, I'm obviously going an to Italian myself, restaurant, but <laughs> the level at which I care about what anyone else does in this regard is at like negative eight thousand. <laughs> and I think it's weird when people invest any emotional energy into this, like at all. Yeah. You must get these guys when you, you hear someone order a well done steak and they start dancing around like Tweety Birds screaming, Oh, I can't believe you've done this. You've wasted a perfectly good steak. And not it's like, true. it's dinner. <laughs> it's not actually a big deal. Like, you see this a lot with pizza too, I think. You, like, someone oh, yeah. whose name is probably like Dave or something. Right. And they manage a Home Depot. And they're, they're just like these snobs about how you're being a these, snob about people's Chicago workplace. style pizza and immediately have like a rage orgasm. Like, sir, that is not a pizza. I've, I've never heard of this. I can't believe you would advertise this. Like, just calm down. Wait, do they serve steak at Italian restaurants? <laughs> <laughs> that was all I could think about the whole time. Like, I, I appreciate the production value, right, no, but it, it was, was good. Like, Maybe like, it was French music. I know. I don't think so. And even then, it sounded, I well, I don't. I don't actually know the difference between. I. I, I just. I couldn't even like pay attention to what was happening. <laughs> I mean, I get. I get it with the pizza snobs thing, especially living in Chicago. I mean, we're you know we're shit on a lot about the deep dish thing, and it's like most of us like don't care. Man, remember once a year there's that fucking article that goes viral yeah. where it's like actually real Chicago deep or real Chicago pizza is not deep dish, it's tavern style. What the fuck is tavern style? I don't know. Look it up. Well, the one thing I do know about um uh like well done steaks is that they do use cheaper cuts because they're just like yeah, just whatever. We're we're cooking the fuck out of it. Just give them like the worst part of the steak. Like yeah, it's we gonna uh, kill don't want you to anyway. taste this. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, I, I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, Do I, I feel like it's a rare, it's kind of a more of a you problem if you're getting mad because they are objectively yeah. right, right? Like people are objectively, I think people are fairly objectively right about the steak thing. If you, for some reason, I know, I've known people who like, I just can't eat red, it red or whatever. And that's fine. Like, no, I don't know how many people are really truly like judging you and care, but I think you probably know that you're kind of missing out on what the stake is supposed to be. Cause it's not like, it's not like people are trying to gaslight you, you know, like people aren't lying right. about this, you know, you know, it's better, but for some reason you can, you, you can't really, you don't really like, it or you doesn't really feel good to you. Like you don't worry about it. Like, for example, like, um, I can't stand for me, like cucumbers. I can't stand cucumbers. And people are like, what are you talking about? Cucumbers? Cucumbers don't even have a taste, but to me, they do. And I know they I'm do se- they, uh, secure in this because to me they just have a very strong taste i can't eat anything that has touched the cucumber but like i'm not worried about like the cute big cucumber like coming after me because people love cucumbers like it's kind of you fine ever seen those, uh, like i understand those, they like, do like videos them. oh with the cat you put a, you put a, yeah you put like a cucumber in front of a cat and they like freak out and run away i don't know what it is huh. yeah you might have the same I, gene I, like i have <laughs> like for real like it really just like it's so incredibly like off-putting to me like i would rather you like pour like rubbing alcohol on like my salad than like a cucumber <laughs> that's the, like how strong it is uh to wow. me but i understand that for most people don't have that reaction and like that's fine i have that reaction but Further along in the cucumber's life, uh, I do not 
I can't get down with pickles. Really? I've tried. I can't. I hate. I feel them. the same way about pickles too. I feel. I. I don't uh, hate them as much. I can eat something that has touched a pickle at the very least, but I don't like pickles at all either. Yeah, I can do cucumbers all day, any day, but I can't do pickles. What do you, What do you do when you order a Chicago style hot dog? Right? I mean, I eat it, but like, I'm not happy about it. You don't like. You don't want to be seen taking it off. Yeah, like I'll I'll eat it. I'll I'll eat anything. I don't care. Whatever. It's all just just funnel it in my mouth. I don't give a shit. But like, yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of the pickle. I'm not. To the next one. All right, we'll do this last one. I like how we just like that's how the steak eat, the voicemail just ended up. Like, <laughs> not a fan of pickles. <laughs> all right. Good evening to you all, thought cop. It is I, Leo the Incredible. Oh, we know the, the voice gives <laughs> it away. <laughs> Here again, gracing your voicemail. You're welcome. Thank you. That being said, I will indeed keep this one pithy, short, and to the point, and very directed. It seems, though, I have a favorite among these thought cops. Good evening, Grant. Hello. You know what it is that I should be calling in for? We spent the evening discussing this particular individual. I believe his name was General Guy. Oh, my God. I want the tank man dead. As I stated on your Twitch stream... The tank man insults me. He is the bane of your existence. There are so many things the tank man must be destroyed for. Jesus. Gentlemen, I will settle for nothing less than tank man's head on a pike by the end of the next Twitch stream. I believe in you, Grant. Kevin, keep up the excellent work as always. You got it, man. On to the next caller. Thank you for taking mine and have a wonderful Thursday evening. All right. So for context, during the Twitch streams, I've been playing Paper Mario and I got to the Shy Guy Toy Box level and Leo's in the chat and he's like, so who's the who's the boss for this level? And I'm like, oh, it's a it's a little shy guy, but he's inside of a tank. And he just immediately got infuriated about the the idea that there's a little general, like a little general man that's a shy guy that lives in a tank. He couldn't stop. He's like obsessed with. It's the the telltale shy guy. As if in that game, like, that's the one thing that's, like, too, like, weird. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, everybody, thanks for calling. If you want to give us a call, leave us a voicemail of your own. It's 312-788-7361, or send us an audio file to thoughtcopspodcast at gmail.com. Leslie, thanks so much for coming back on the show. Oh, thank you so much uh, for having me. had a great time. Yeah, appreciate you calling in. And thank you to everybody who listened and to those who donate. Again, uh, hit us up over at patreon.com slash thoughtcops for all kinds of good bonus content. We'll see you next time. See you, Space Cop. Space Cop.